For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Tifo and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you on the Believe Network. And uh, holy Bo Schembechler, I'm sensing <laughs> they were on the horizon of the football season. The Big Ten very much in focus. And, of course, the University of Michigan, a big part of that. And whenever there are issues concerning college football and any of the Midwestern entries, we always love entertaining the thoughts of this man, a very versatile uh, individual. As we've said many times here, he's written more books than we have cumulatively read, Luby and I, throughout our lifetime. Uh, just absolutely fantastic. Attacked a lot of subjects, including uh, now a bestseller in uh, the book that he wrote about an absolutely inept high school hockey team that uh, he turned into, uh, I mean, uh, Holy Toe Blake turned into a winner. Uh, we welcome to the show author and uh, very distinguished gentleman, John U. Bacon, to the program. Uh, John, how are you, my friend? I'm doing shockingly well and better with that introduction, by the way. Thank you for that. And the drop of Toe Blake, the Floridians, he is perhaps our greatest coach of all time of the Montreal Canadiens during the 50s and 60s dynasty. So one heck of a drop there. <laughs> yeah, we had to throw something in. Uh, you know, we hadn't talked for a while, so it was good to uh, get you uh, on the uh, show here today. And, and uh, the book is called uh, Let Him Lead. Uh, you know, and I know you've explained it to us before, but uh, Luby is telling me that this has become a sensational hit and, and may even eclipse uh, the number of uh, books sold uh, by, uh, you know, the author of The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, maybe the side of the Hobbit, maybe way on the side of the Hobbit. But anyway, it's called Let Them Lead, Unexpected Lessons in Leadership from America's Worst High School Hockey Team. Featured on New York Times, Good Morning America, some other stuff. And uh, and now we're turning that into a screenplay with the author of uh, Muddy Ducks. So we'll see what happens there. What? Very nice. Wow. That's I amazing. Mean, uh, you know, it's funny. Everybody else that we, uh, you know, talk to on these shows uh, has stepped up in company. And, uh, you know, here we still sit, you know, uh, hoping somebody will uh, loan us a dime. It's great, though. But congratulations on all that success. Now, uh, uh, before, uh, you know, we got started uh, with our show this morning, I, I was uh, doing, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it research. I, I fell upon an article that I was talking about the Big Ten. Uh, now, uh, what first is your opinion? How much of a difference what will this uh, windfall of capital uh, make to a Big Ten football uh, overall? And what do you think about the effusion of, of the new teams? Um, the new teams, that's <laughs> there's your infusion of capital right there. $100, $100 million per team, per, per school, sorry, per school per year, which is, you know, twice as much as many athletic department's entire budget. So um, that was uh, huge. And they've got provisions in there in case Notre Dame joins at various years. They've got provisions in there to crank that up to like 120 a school and all this. So it's nuts. Uh, it's the way it's going. I had, I had objections to Rutgers and Maryland joining the Big Ten because I thought they're really not Big Ten schools, are they? Because Penn State and Nebraska kind of fit. But uh, 
Maryland's hardcore ACC, charter member. Rutgers is Rutgers. And now my point's out of the water when you have the two L.A. schools, USC and UCLA, their former rivals in the far other league, Pac-12. So geography's out the window, obviously. The windfall is huge. Um, and Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, has mentioned the idea that some of that should go directly to the players. So that will probably be the next frontier, I think, of the NIL world. John, what we've seen the SEC recently has said, and they, they started this sort of by adding Texas and, oh, and not officially, but the talks of Texas and Oklahoma will join, I think, in the next couple of years, uh, I think 2025. Uh, the SEC, they actually now are saying, well, we're happy where we are. The Big Ten isn't. The Big Ten is supposedly adding USC, UCLA, and I've heard behind the scenes, maybe Oregon, maybe Florida State, maybe some other schools. They've openly said, we're being aggressive. We're not resting on our laurels. We're trying to get bigger. What are the thoughts, again, you just said you were sort of, you know, uh, not happy with branching out because it sort of takes away from what the Big Ten was. Again, they said sort of screw that again with it going northeast, going mid-Atlantic, now going west. What are the What is the thought now where it feels like they're going no holds barred and they're really trying to go after the SEC and just take that number one spot? I'd say you're right. I mean, look, right now Big Ten is the kings in money, and they have been for a while, the Big Ten Network in part. Um, but they're not the kings of the sport. Obviously, yeah. that's the SEC. You can't spend that. Um, what do they want? 15 in the last 20 or so? Mm. I mean, Clemson is a quasi, in my opinion, a quasi-SEC school anyway. So uh, they've dominated the sport, no question about that. Um, yeah, geography has been out the window. Uh, also, any other claim other than money. I will say only this in the Big Ten's defense on this thing. No one's even made any attempt to claim this is for the student-athletes. It's not. It makes it harder for them. Uh, nor is it for the fans, um, and it's certainly not any higher education principle. This is a, a strict money grab, and for once they've kind of admitted it. So, all right, fair enough. That's the world we're in. So, what they're doing. Um, Notre Dame is choice one, two, and three. I guarantee you for expansion. They are the geographic epicenter of the Big Ten, what it used to be, until you had the two LA schools. <clears throat> but uh, they're trying to pick off more. Uh, the the short list of the and you need to get two more, obviously, to make it all work. Um, Oregon and, and Washington, which allows the four Western schools, therefore, to play each other in divisions to reduce travel. Um, UNC and Duke uh, would be on a short list, of course. Uh, UNC especially for um, football and basketball, naturally. Um, that I can't imagine they can pick off any current SEC schools. Uh, they've got a very good deal. They're very happy in the SEC. The SEC is a rock-solid conference. The one to watch is the ACC, which is wobbling a bit. Uh, Jim Phelps, who's the commissioner there, just did a great job uh, at Northwestern as the AD. I thought he was going to be the next commissioner of the Big Ten, actually. Uh, many also thought that. But uh, the ACC is the one that's probably the most vulnerable, vulnerable now. John U. Bacon uh, with us, author John U. Bacon. Of course, now uh, screenplay uh, writer uh, John U. Bacon with us here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby, Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, it's funny, too, and we were talking about this on our show earlier this morning, uh, John. And uh, Nick gets uh, $100 million from Alabama to stick around for uh, seven more years or eight more years. Uh, you mentioned the money that's uh, being infused into the Big Ten. Uh, these television contracts are for zillions of dollars. So, uh, where, how thin is the cloak of amateurism uh, surrounding college sports today? And uh, you know, the whole, the, the whole notion. I mean, it seems like a very, very lightly veiled, uh, you know, uh, cloak there. But uh, 
Uh, the the whole notion that these schools have to figure out a way to pay the players before they can pay the players, uh, you know, almost seems Trumpian in, in its logic. Uh, where you know, uh, okay, uh, yeah, I stole this stuff, but uh, you know what, it was mine to begin with. I I, I don't know how they uh, I don't know how they can justify not paying players at this point. Uh, when uh, obviously uh, whatever rules were put in place to protect amateurism and the level of play being consistent all across uh, college football or college basketball, uh, you know, are, are, are archaic. It's kind of like the gun laws being written when, uh, you know, people were carrying muskets. <laughs> it's about right. You, you nailed it. Uh, yours rule the foe. So there we are. Um, and well, I mean, the thin veil of amateurism is the thinnest membrane around. And once I said that, I realized it's, garlic. it's like the garlic that Sarvino was exactly. guarding the Goodfellas in the, in the prison scene. There you go. In fact, it, it, we know this: the, the thin veil of amateurism now is less effective than most prophylactics, my guess. So, uh, so don't try that at home. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it cracks up that you know, people, you know, schools like Michigan are still trying to. Well, we can't do that. We can't do that. What can't you do? I mean. Yep. It's, yeah. All the rules are gone. The horse has left the barn. And if Mark Emmert is still the commissioner, I have no evidence of that. The president of the NCAA, that is. Yeah. Um, and he seems to be abdicated his role. I can't find him on the back of a milk cart um, the yes. last two years. So it's, anyway, it's all Wild West now. And to not admit that is to get behind. And frankly, right now, Michigan is behind on the NAL world. Um, while, while Alabama and Ohio State and Georgia, the teams that regularly appear in the uh, – Final four, of course, of the CFP. Um, those teams are already off and running. So Michigan is is behind itself. Matt Harbaugh, it's the athletic director, um, who's slowed things down. They do have a new Ann Arbor NIL club, but that's you know a start, but it's basically jump change compared to what everyone else is doing. So I believe you're right, and people I talk to on the inside also believe that it's going to be pay to play within a year or two, whether they admit it or not. John Bacon with us here on After Hours with uh, Defoe and Luby. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know I- interesting to think that they can continue uh, th- this form uh, of denial uh, with regard to uh, not paying players directly uh, from, from the schools. And I, I love the argument that, uh, well, we, we have to figure out how we can go about this before we can actually do it while these guys are playing for uh, no money whatsoever. Uh, uh, what do you think about, uh, I mean, Nick has to be mad at somebody for releasing these figures, or is he proud of it, that, that he's the highest-paid guy? I, I know he had, like, a clause in a contract that he was supposed to get a buck more than anybody else, but uh, th- this is obviously several bucks more, although uh, the next guy to come along that uh, people think is going to be a savior for their uh, organization probably get more money. But, uh, I mean, uh, what did you make of it? I mean, you know, here's Nick Saban. What, what is he, like uh, 87 years old? I, I think Woody Hayes is younger than this guy. And, uh, you know, he's saying he's going to stick around for like another seven, eight years. And maybe he could. I mean, he's always got a great staff. He's clearly got the infrastructure set up in Tuscaloosa to last a while. And now with the NIL and whatnot, I don't know what's stopping them from regularly producing what they've been producing for 10 years already. So, And, by the way, the, the contract that he's got that you already mentioned, you know, $1 more than the next guy no matter what shows that the whole thing is really not about money itself. It's about greed and ego. Yep. It's about money itself. <laughs> you know, what, what does $10 million a year not get you? Yep. Um, and right. I've got to harken back to the Simpsons, they're noted philosophers. When Homer Simpson says to Monty Burns, the evil nuclear plant owner, of course, uh, Mr. Burns, you're the richest man I know. And Burns said, yes, but you know, I trade it all for just a little more. 
Exactly. All I want is a little more every time. Yes. So. <laughs> well, John, for the first time last year on the field, Michigan did give and Harbaugh gave its fans a little more. For years, uh, Harbaugh had been flirting with success, but also flirting with frustration. And fans were... It's funny, you you would hear um, nationally that he was on the hot seat, but then we talked to you, and it would be like, look, he they they know what they have with Harbaugh. They they're not getting rid of him, and it. But they hadn't hit the jackpot. Well, they did last year. They finally made it to the playoffs. They were competitive all year long with Ohio State, uh, and then they had a tough tough beat with Georgia. But again, they're in the top five this year, heading into this season. On the field, they, they did lose their two stud defensive ends. They did lose running backs. They have lost some more along the offensive line. But it feels like Harbaugh finally has made them in that every year they're going to compete. What are the thoughts about Michigan this year up there in Ann Arbor? Well, I'd say that uh, you're right. And good memory on all that, Luby, that um, when we talked, you know, in year four, five, six, oh, he's on the hot seat. No, he's not. <laughs> um, uh, and, he, and he wasn't until last year. He truly was okay. on the hot seat. Uh, that that contract he had last year was do or die, uh, pay cut in half, uh, with almost no buyout. That's the that's the pairs you could get, of course. Um, so that means no safety net. So if he had gone, you know, four and eight or whatever, it would have been a very easy and relatively cheap um, way to get rid of him. So he was in the hot seat last year, and man, he came through in a big way after swapping out uh, seven of his ten assistant coaches. So that was an all all in bet for sure, and it worked obviously. But uh, and of course, lost to Georgia, but you know, honestly, but looking at this objectively, Ohio State can probably give Georgia a game, but in the Big Ten, that's it. Mm. Um, ditto Alabama. Michigan's not there yet. Certainly, Penn State, Wisconsin, other teams are not there yet. Um, so uh, that did not take a whole lot off the sheen in Ann Arbor, I would say. Furthermore, when that Georgia defense has five of its eleven starters go in the first round yeah. of the NFL draft, yeah. is there an NFL team? Yeah. that has five first-rounders on a defense. I doubt it. <laughs> so, yeah. you think I'm pretty good case that Georgia's defense might have been the best NFL off defense in the nation. So, yeah. um, that, that, that took the sting out for Ann Arbor, I think, when they saw that draft. Um, but it cleared a great year, and this year I think they're poised to be right there again. So, it's a little harder to beat the Buckeyes at the horseshoe, and Michigan has not done it in 20 years. Wow. So, guys on this team weren't born yet when they did it last time. That's the longest run ever in the history of Michigan-Ohio State by a long shot. <clears throat> so that's the challenge. But they should be highly competitive. My guess is they're going to be uh, 10 or 11 wins going into that last game, uh, the way it's all set up. Now, beyond that, the CFP could be the same thing, of course. I don't think they're at the Georgia-Alabama level. Uh, what to watch out for, though, is what happens next year. If they don't get NIL figured out, you can lose your team pretty fast. You know, automatic transfer, of course, um, NIL money dangling, your recruiting class as well as the transfer issue. Uh, you can you can get you know broken apart pretty fast. So it's next year that Michigan right now is in trouble. Yeah, people couldn't uh, feel too terrible around Ann Arbor because uh, uh, I think by the middle of the second round, the entire Georgia roster had been drafted by the National <laughs> Football League. <laughs> they were drafting freshmen. I mean, whatever they could, they wanted to claim the rights to the guys. Uh, they were that uh, superior to everybody else. So, uh, will there be any penetration? Anytime soon. I, I know people here, John, you are, are very optimistic about Mario Cristobal and things that uh, seem to be developing at the University of Miami. They have a quarterback uh, that, that seems to have more talent than the guys they've had at the position, uh, you know, uh, maybe going all the way back to the heyday there 
of uh, Vinny Testaverde and company. But, uh, I mean, is there any way to, to beat Alabama and Georgia and uh, now Ohio State is lumped in there? I'm not sure if Clemson is going to maintain its position among the elite. I would imagine, you know, that they bounce back from from what they've done. At least people are speculating they will. But uh, are, are those are those the four that we're going to see? You throw in an occasional effort by Notre Dame, but – is anybody going to be able to uh, surmount these uh, these teams anytime soon and, and break into uh, what looks to be sort of a, a lock on the national championship positions? Well, I'd say not the way it is now. And maybe NAL is going to change that. But why would NAL make it easier to beat these guys? I think it's going to make it harder to beat these guys. Um, I mean, they know what they're doing with NAL. They're already way ahead. Um, yeah. The entire SEC is pretty much. Uh, Miami should be able to catch up fast. In fact, if I had to pick one team outside the four or five you named, um, I would say Miami is probably your best bet. Um, and we know that, I mean, we've seen them do it. They did it for decades, obviously. And who has more talent in their backyard than Miami does to recruit? And football is still, college football is still largely a regional sport. Most players want to play relatively close to home, be near their parents, all that stuff. Not that money go across the country. And Michigan tries to, you know, pluck four or five out of Florida and Texas each year. They might get three or four, but you're not getting 25. Um, Miami can do that. So if I had to pick one team to break through, that might be it. All right, sounds good. Uh, well, John, uh, congratulations on all the uh, success there with the uh, book, uh, Let Them Lead, a, a fascinating story uh, about a transformation, a metamorphosis for a uh, high school hockey team. And uh, I, I know, uh, li like uh, us, you're probably looking forward to uh, week zero because it happens to be our favorite week, indicative of what we've accomplished in our lifetime. <laughs> uh, week zero of the uh, college football season, my favorite labeling of any kind of sporting event uh, that uh, is currently on the sports landscape. Uh, th thanks so much, my friend, for joining us. It's always a pleasure uh, talking to you anytime, and we look forward to speaking with you many times throughout the football season. Defoe and Luby, always a pleasure. The website is Let Them Lead by Bacon.com. Got the podcast down there and everything else. But nice. uh, here's the week zero, my friends. In fact, the whole book is about week zero. So <laughs> dive in. All Let's right. hoist one to week zero. Yeah, right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, John. John, you bacon, ladies and gentlemen, here on After Hours with uh, Defoe and Luby. So uh, week zero is around the corner. We'll have some more insight coming up into that uh, later on in the week with Josh Booty, who is an outstanding college football analyst and, of course, uh, was a first round draft pick of the then Florida Marlins and uh, has some great stories about his time there. He was on that 97 World Series team with Bobby Bonilla and uh, Moises Salou and a whole bunch of characters there. Uh, Gary Sheffield, uh, interesting team uh, with Kevin Brown, Al Leiter. So uh, always has some great stories. So we'll talk to Josh Booty on uh, one of our, well, our next edition yeah, of yeah. Uh, After Hours with Tifo and Luby. So looking forward to that. Uh, thanks so much to John Baker for joining us here on the program. Uh, people, we leave you with the thought, and the Mets are probably feeling this right now Ooh. as the Braves are within two games Ooh. in the National League East after the Mets had dominated Ooh. most of the season, uh, topped the division, and then had as much as a six-and-a-half game lead, uh, I think as recently as a week or so ago. But uh, Tug McGraw would tell them this. Hey, listen, you, you Mets, get focused. And uh, no matter what happens, you got to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. 
If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.